Welcome to worship this morning. Oh, there we go. It's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house once again on a Sunday, the Lord's Day, to worship Him, to receive from Him, from His very hand, His gifts of word and sacrament. Let's stand this morning. Please greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for the 25th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Seniger, and the acolytes are Michael Hessman and McKenna Smith. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistadt.com. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Brianna and Michelle and their families in honor of their parents, Orville and Doris Myers, 62nd wedding anniversary. May, we, may God bless us as we worship together. And our first opening hymn will be Open Now Thy Gates of Beauty on page 901, verses 1 through 3 of the Lutheran Service Book. And just a few announcements before we begin with our worship service for this morning. As I'm sure that all of you know, today is Veterans Day. Uh, a couple of announcements about that. First of all, today is not only Veterans Day, but it is the 100th anniversary of World War I. Um, there is a plaque in the back in the narthex there that actually has um, those in our 
congregation who have served in World War I. I encourage you to take a look at that uh, after church today uh, and to see that there. It is the, uh, there are two plaques there. There's one that says for God and country. It's not that one. It's the one immediately to the right of that. Uh, also, at the end of service today, we will have the opportunity to uh, recognize those veterans who are here among us um, and to thank them for their service. There is a hymn change. The last hymn in the bulletin is incorrect. The hymn number should be number 965, God Bless Our Native Land. So if you want to, and that will be in your hymnal. So if you want to uh, take out your hymnal really quick, maybe put one of those ribbons in there. Um, again, that's number 965, 965, God Bless Our Native Land. Uh, the Everyone Has Witnessed Workshop, uh, for those of you who uh, have been going to that, will resume tonight at 5.30 p.m. in the classroom that we've been meeting at at the school. Uh, it is time to order Portals of Prayer and the Lutheran Witness, so please see the office for that. Thanksgiving service will be at 10 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. The Ladies' Aid will have a food in-gathering on Thanksgiving Day, November the 22nd, for families in the community in need of food assistance. Uh, please also check your parish caller for information if you are in need of a ride to and from a doctor's appointment or need to pick up a prescription if you are in need of a ride for that. The parish caller will be in your mailboxes each week, so please pick those up. And also, if you are not receiving messages from the phone tree, um, as some of you are and uh, have talked to those who are not, if you are not receiving messages from the phone tree that we send out, please call the church office with your number so that we can make sure uh, while you're on the phone that we have the correct number for you. As all of the announcements that we have for this morning, let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that as we will learn about today, Lord, that through our suffering and through the crosses that we bear, Lord, still you, still your glory will shine through, uh, and Lord, your will will be done. Lord, we thank you for this house of worship that we are gathered here today. Please give us a zeal for this place, specifically, Lord, to worship here. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty, Almighty God, God, have mercy upon mercy us, has given forgive his us son our sins, for and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. 
So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn, once again, is Open Now, Thy Gates of Beauty, found on page 901, verses 1 through 3. Again, page 901, verses 1 through 3, a Lutheran service book. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. Wondrous works to the children of men. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He raises up the needy out of affliction. And makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad. Glory be to the Father, to the Father and, to the Son, and to the Son, and to the, and Holy, to the Spirit, Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. For his wondrous works to the children of men.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you have given exceedingly great and precious promises to those who trust in you. Grant us so firmly to believe in your Son, Jesus, that our faith may never be found wanting. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for today is from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son so that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, Neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. In whose hearts are the highways to Zion. We will now have a special anthem by the Sunshine Choir of Trinity Lutheran School.
Thank you very much, Sunshine Choir, for sharing your talents with us this morning. Uh, it is now time for those who are not already up here, uh, for those young disciples to come forward for the children's message. Uh, now is a good time to bring up your offering, your mighty mites as well. All right, you guys can turn around and face me, please. Okay, how are we today? Good. Good. Okay. How many of you have ever had something bad happen to you before? Most of us, yeah. Okay. How many of you out there have ever had something bad happen to you before? Should be most of you. Okay, yeah. We've all had something bad happen to us before. There's differing levels on... on on how bad that, that those things can be, okay? Um, how do those bad things that have happened to you, how did they make you feel? What's like one word that they have made you feel? And you can't say bad because that's obvious. How have they made you feel, Logan? Aggravated, okay. I like that word, okay. August? Scared, Scared? okay. Uh-huh, good. What else? Riley? Depressed, yeah, good, all those things. Sadie? Hurt, yeah, okay. All of those things are exactly correct. But what if I told you that even amidst the bad things that happen in our lives, that God's glory can and does still shine in that? In the text for today, the Old Testament lesson that was just read from 1 Kings, there was this widow, and this widow was in a really bad way. Okay, she was not only very, very poor, but she and her son were down to their very last meal. But then God sends the prophet Elijah to them to help them, okay? And to help them and to reassure them that God has not left them, that God is with them, and that God's glory will continue to shine through them. And so Elijah says, well, please give me some food from the little bit of food that you have left and then make something for yourself, And the widow says, well, that's impossible because we simply don't have enough. I just have enough for me and my son. And then after that, well, we're going to die after that. Okay. Well, Elijah says, go ahead and make something for me. But I promise you, the jar of flour, what they use to make bread, will not run out. And so the widow does that. And wouldn't you know it, what Elijah said from God comes true. The jar of flour did not run out and the widow and her son were able to live, okay? What was the really bad thing that happened to Jesus? What was the really bad thing? Don't think too, too hard about it. Cordell? Yeah, Jesus was crucified, okay? And Jesus' crucifixion shows us the most excellent, the, perfect, the most perfect way for which God's glory is revealed and shown through and brought forth in suffering. Because if it wasn't for the fact that Jesus was crucified, well, then we would still be in our sins. But of course, he has been crucified, and he was resurrected on the third day. God's glory 
okay, was found on the cross and the empty tomb for us. And so that's what we're going to be talking about in just a few minutes, okay? You guys put your hands together and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, please help me to draw closer to you when times are difficult. Please help me to see that no matter what happens, your glory will shine in me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up, and you guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading today is from Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24 through 28. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own, for then he would have to had had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter. In his teaching, Jesus said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and light greetings in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for pretense make long prayers. They will receive their greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything that she had all she had to live on. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our hymn of the day 
is Lord of All Hopefulness, found on page 738 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Lord of All Hopefulness, page number 738. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Lord Jesus, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson that was read just previously from 1 Kings, uh, the the, the account of the widow at Zarephath. There is, another, uh, there is another account in the New Testament that I think is very similar to this of the one of the widow at Zarephath, which we will get to in just a moment. But Jesus and his disciples one day in the Gospels come across, come across this man. And this man has a particular ailment. You see, this man is blind. And not only is the man blind, but he has always been blind. He has been blind from birth. And the disciples, upon seeing this, asked Jesus a very interesting and important question, for which Jesus has has an equally important answer. They assume that either this man's parents have sinned so that this man is, is born blind out of some kind of consequence or punishment, or that this man himself has sinned in some way, so God has then punished him 
in accord with this blindness. They ask him, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents, that this man was born blind? And Jesus responds with this. Neither this man nor his parents sinned so that this man was born blind. Instead, this man was born blind so that the glory of God might be revealed in him. So the glory of God might be revealed in this man. Which brings us to the account of the widow at Zarephath, which is our text for today. Will you please open that and have it in front of you? A little bit of context before we begin. 1 Kings chapter 16 tells us that King Ahab was a lousy king over God's people in Israel. Not only was he lousy, he was really, 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 really bad. So bad that two times in verses 30 of chapter 16 and verses 33, that the writer records that Ahab provoked the Lord to such anger as has never been seen in Israel before him. I mean, he really messed it up. Not only did he marry Jezebel, but then he began worshiping other gods. And then not only was King Ahab, king over God's people, chosen people, worshiping other gods, he then encouraged God's people to start worshiping these other gods. And not only did he start encouraging God's people to worship these other gods, he then built what's called an Asherah pole, which is a symbol of their God, so that they, of, of this false God, so that they might worship this false God. The Lord was angry because of what King Ahab had done. And so we catch up then with verse 17. Elijah the Tishbite goes to King Ahab and he says this, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. There will be no rain, no moisture of any kind for all of these years. And so Elijah does what God commands, and after that is he gets the heck out of Dodge because he knows that this proclamation that he has made against the king will probably mean his head. And so he goes and he hides out. And God tells him to go to this brook. The brook is called, uh, in, that, in that verse, let's see, where is it? Verse 3, depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook for water, and I have commanded ravens to come and bring you food this entire time while you are hiding out. And everything is all well and good. Elijah is being provided for, and then he, ha- and then he is forced to trust God one more time because the brook dries up because, well, there hasn't been any rain. And so God says, now what I want you to do is I want you to get up and I want you to go to Zarephath. Now, Zarephath is very, very interesting within, within the context of this text. Guess where Jezebel was from? Zarephath. 
How ironic. So the Lord commands so the Lord commands Elijah to go to Zarephath, and there he will meet a widow. And there the widow will feed him. So Elijah, trusting his God, goes to Zarephath, meets up with the widow. And then a very, very important scene happens. Elijah goes to this widow and says, please give me something to eat. And the widow responds to him one of the most discouraging and sad comments in all of Scripture. She says in verse 12, As the Lord your God lives, she knows that that Elijah is sent from God. As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Literally, they are, she knows that they are going to die. She, they have no food left. They have nothing left. They are about to eat what will be their final meal together. And Elijah, very bravely, because, well, he was commanded by God to do this particular job, he says to her, look, just make me something to eat first. And then I assure you that the jar of flour will not run out after you have fed me. And the woman does it. She gives him something to eat, and sure enough, God's promises are true. The jar of flour does not run out, and the, and the widow and her son are able to live. In verse 15 it says, And she went and did as Elijah had said, and, she and, and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent. Now that did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. <coughs> Excuse me. What your text in your bulletin does not have is what comes after that. Because the time of testing and the time of suffering for the widow has not yet ended. You, you would think that it would be bad enough that she didn't have enough food to eat. Well, now what has happened is that her son has become ill. So ill that her son dies. And she goes to Elijah and says this, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. She thinks that God is getting back at her for her sins. That God is sort of this God that is sort of tit for tat. You do this, I punish you. You do this, I punish you. Verse 19, and Elijah says to her, give me your son. And he took him from her arms and carried him up into the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I live by killing her son? Then he, then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth 
is truth. How often have we said something, whether under our breath, whether in our own hearts or in our own minds, very similar to what the widow at Zarephath said to Elijah, except we say it to God. What did I ever do to deserve this? We've all said it at one point or another. What have I done against you, God, that this has happened to me? What possible wrong, what possible evil have I done that this terrible thing has happened to me? And in that blank, fill in whatever evil that you have experienced, and all of us have. And the problem is, is that we think that God, as I said before, is this, is this kind of God that is sort of tit for tat, that, well, once we do something bad, then he punishes us because of what we've done bad. We think that God is sort of waiting in the weeds, and he's watching us, and as soon as we sin, he says, see, there, see, you messed up again. Now this happens. How many of us have sort of viewed God as waiting, as just waiting to pull the rug out from underneath us? And waiting for God to just make the bottom drop out because of something or some things that we have done. You see, every time that we think that, every time that we allow ourselves to mutter that, whether to ourselves or to someone else, in my previous congregation, I once talked with a woman who recovered from cancer. And she told me that there was a pastor that, that had come to see her, not the, not the previous pastor before me, but there was a pastor that had come to see her and told her verbatim, the reason why you have cancer is because you sinned. I know that those things are said. And my prayer for you is, is that if you have ever been told that, I am so very sorry. Because that's not biblical. And it is certainly not what Jesus' gospel is for, and it is not what the gospel of Jesus is about. I take you to Psalm 103, verses 10 through 13. It says it explicitly. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. I'll say that again. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Your sins have been removed from you as far as the east is from the west. You are not dealt with according to your sins. God is not tit for tat. God is not waiting in the weeds. God is not waiting to pull the rug out from underneath you. Your individual sins are not the cause for something bad that has happened in your life. 
At least that's what God's word says. And God's word is truth, and we believe it. The second thing is this. As I mentioned to the kids that were up here just a few moments ago, God can take anything, and he does. Even our suffering, even our crosses, and he uses them for his good. And he uses them for his glory. Somebody very close to me who was going through a very difficult time recently made the comment to me, every night I am on my knees in prayer. That's God's glory. When he takes our suffering and he takes our crosses and that leads us to go to him, only to him. To look to him in prayer, to look to him for strength, to look to him for help. You see, what we don't know also is we don't know how what we are going through and how people are watching us go through. We don't know how that is affecting other people. I mentioned last week about the shut-in who had cancer. And every week that I went to go see her, her, strength, her faith got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. That was a testament to me. God's glory was revealed through her suffering so that my faith and those around her would be strengthened. We know this too from God's word, that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. We know this too, and speaking of crosses, that on the cross of Jesus, that God's glory was ultimately revealed. Definitely not in the way that his disciples thought, definitely not in the way that people thought that it was going to happen. You see, his disciples were sure, and his disciples were convinced of the fact that when the Messiah came, that he was going to bring about this great military rule, and that he was going to rule with this iron fist. It did not make sense to them, even when Jesus predicted it for them, it did not make sense to them that the Messiah would die on a cross. But he did. He had to die on the cross. Going back to Matthew chapter 4, Satan gives Jesus the opportunity to jump down from the temple because as he tries to test him and as he tries to trick him, well, God will send his angels concerning you. And why doesn't Jesus do it? Because he knows that he has to go to the cross. That the way for God's glory to be revealed in him and through him is not by jumping off of the temple and dying, no. By being crucified on the cross. At a place called the skull. And Jesus breathes his last and he says, it is finished. And the curtain of the temple is torn in two from top to bottom. 
and the glory of God shines through. Because your sin and mine was forgiven. Your sin and mine, which, kept, which, at that, which up until that point had kept us away from God, had kept us separate from Him, was the bridge which made that relationship whole once again. Not by us walking across that bridge, no, but by God coming to us in the person of Jesus Christ. I know that many of you here today, I know that many listening are going through different and difficult moments and situations and seasons. My prayer for you this morning is to keep the faith, is to continue to seek God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, because whether or not you realize it, the glory of God is shining in you. And the glory of God is shining through you. Will you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this example of the widow at Zarephath. We thank you, Lord, that your glory was was brought to her because the jar of flour did not run out, that her son was resurrected and brought back to life. And Lord, that your glory was shown through the prophet Elijah as he continued to trust in you and as you continued to provide for him. Lord, we know that in our prayers that that you may not always answer us with yes, but Lord, we do know that you answer us with what we need. And we thank you. And we thank you that through every season of our lives, the highs and the lows, that you have never left us, that you promise to never forsake us, and that you promise to be our Emmanuel God with us. And Lord, we pray that your glory would continue to shine in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. (laughs) Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymn. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. In your pews is the red sign-in book for members and guests. Please fill that out and then send it back to the aisles. And those who are in the aisles, please tear off the top sheet. We collect our tithes and offerings. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. That number is 417 
235-7300. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A men's Bible study meets each Wednesday at a.m. a.m. at 8 a.m. in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, What is Heaven? A message by Michael Ziegler for the Lutheran Hour is based on John chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. Today we remember our seasoned saints who are 80 years old or older. Aline Spray, Bob Steinberg, Dorothy Osterloh, Erna Shane, Francis Brown, Joan Haynes, Laura Worm, Marjorie Harris, Orrin Fritz, Pete Doss, and Ruth Nelson. We also pray for the families of the week, the Ryan Clybaker family, the Steve Clybaker family, Billy Klein, Dennis Knaust, Imogene Knaust, Kenneth Knaust, Ellen K. Kahneman, Janice Kahneman, Kurt Kuhn's family, Charles Krieger family, Judy Krieger, and the Jerry Krieger family. And we will soon rejoin our worship service for the beginning of Holy Communion. Please stand. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember to pray for. First, for those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Flandreth Worm, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel, Helm, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dodson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Fellwalk, Lauren Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Teresa Nelson, Arlene Stevenson, Bob Curdy, and Dorothy Osterloh. Also for those with anniversaries this week, for Orville and Doris Meyer, who will celebrate 62 years of marriage on November 11th. For Nolan and Dottie Kleibaker, who will celebrate 42 years of marriage on November the, four, on November the 13th. For, all, for Arlie and Lily Etta Meyer, who will celebrate 49 years of marriage on November the 6th. 
and for Ray and Aline Spray, who will celebrate 60 years of marriage on November the 16th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, even in the midst of suffering, still your glory is always revealed. Even through the crosses that we bear, still you promise new life. Give us perseverance and patience as we continue to walk on this side of heaven. That you, that you and your promises are true. That you will provide for all of our needs of body and soul. Lord, in your mercy. For the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of peace, we pray for those who have served our nation. And we thank you for all who have sacrificed so much to protect and defend us. We pray for those who serve us now, especially for those in harm's way. Shield them from danger and bring them home. Turn the hearts and minds of our leaders and our enemies to the work of justice and a harvest of peace. May the peace you left us, the peace you gave us, be the peace that sustains us and the peace that saves us. Lord, in your mercy. For all public servants and who protects us and those who protect us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially for all those on our health list, and for all that we name before you in our hearts. Lord, we pray, too, for all those who were affected by the shooting this past week in California. We humbly pray that you would heal them and each of these in every way. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for blessings and joy for all who have birthdays. May they feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered their steps. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We thank you for all with anniversaries. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. We pray for Orville and for Doris, for Nolan and for Dottie, for Arlie and Lily Etta, for Aline and Ray, that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within you that all forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. For grace to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, children of God, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto Let the Let us Lord. give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is right to give them thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin 
giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and, lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Together we pray the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, our Father who art in heaven, heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive those who trespass against us. As we forgive lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Forever and ever. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner, repent of my sin, and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe, I believe that the risen Christ, Christ is really, is really present in the sacrament, in the sacrament under the form of the bread, of and, the bread and, wine. and wine. I receive I believe his true body and, body and blood for the forgiveness, forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. This worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio station or on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Carol Kleibaker, and now we return you to the studios of KKBL. The first communion hymn today is How Great Thou Art, found on page 801 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, How Great Thou Art, page 801 of the Lutheran Service Book. But first, the children will play the chimes.
Savior's body and blood strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another through Jesus Christ your son our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God now and forever Amen. Amen let us bless the Lord thanks be to God the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace Amen Amen our final hymn, again, is number 965, God Bless Our Native Land, 965. Again, that hymn is 965 of the Lutheran Service Book, God Bless Our Native Land. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Carol Kleibaker. Have a blessed week and a blessed Veterans Day. And as it is Veterans Day, I want to ask all uh, who are present here today, whether you have served in a branch of our armed forces or are currently serving, if you would please stand. 
those who either have served or are currently serving. And would you please, uh, I'll, I'll start over, over here, would you please tell us your name, uh, the branch of the military that you served, and your rank, please. Please. And behind Walt there. Marjorie, who's going? Uh, let's see. Marjorie, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Bob? So your, your name, the branch of the military that you served in, and your rank. Okay, very good. And ha have, you, have you gone yet in the middle there? Okay, very good. Uh, everybody on this side? Okay, if you are on this side, you can be seated. Okay. A actually, no, wait, sorry. <laughs> not, not, not yet, not yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, David, please. Dale Chapman. Yeah, Dale. Dale. Precious four. Okay, very good. Wayne Fritz. Good. Don, please. Before we get to David, did I miss anybody? Oh, here, please go ahead. I've been in the Army 20 years, and I'm, I'm sorry. Very good. Thank you. Okay, did, did I miss anybody else? Okay, please stay standing so that we may thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, all of you may be seated except for David and his family. You guys, come on down. Uh, David Hessman and his family. David uh, currently serves in the Navy. And the day after Thanksgiving, he is going to be deployed for one year. And uh, we wanted to bring them up <clears throat> and gather around the font here. And I want to encourage any of you and all who would like to come and lay hands on him and his family uh, to pray for them, please. So come on up. You guys can just kind of gather around this way, yeah. Natalie and Michael, yeah, come around this way. There you go. There we go. Good. go ahead and open us in prayer, and I'll uh, leave it open for a few moments for anybody else who would like to uh, pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you especially for this family that you have created. Uh, Lord, we pray uh, today especially for David uh, as soon he is about to be deployed. Uh, and Lord, we ask that you would grant to him safety, protection. Uh, Lord, uh, may this time uh, away from his family only go to strengthen him, uh, to strengthen him in his faith. Uh, and Lord, we know that you go before him. We know that your angels will be around him. Lord, we also pray for Melissa and their family. Lord, we ask that your angels would surround them too. Uh, we pray that you would be with Melissa uh, as she continues to, to lead her family and that you would grant her strength and protection. And so, Lord, we know that you go before him. We know that you go before them. Lord, we know that you are the great protector. Uh, and we thank you again, Lord, for him and for his family. And, Lord, that your Holy Spirit and that your angels would continue to go with him in all things. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming up. You guys can go back and sit down. One of the great ways that we are a family of God and that we are a church of God and what a, a great way to be able to pray for uh, David and his family. Uh, I do not have any further announcements that I am aware of. Again, Thanksgiving uh, Day services at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary. Uh, I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week.